You're listening to the Road Warriors podcast, where tales from the road never get old. I am here with uh, our very special guest, Evie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, and Evie's here with some tales from the road, and and we're just going to start with uh, some some quotes to uh, to put us all in the the right state of mind, really get us thinking about uh, the allure of the road. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first, Evie, since you're oh, the no. guest. <laughs> Well, okay, am I allowed to swear? Is that... You can totally swear, yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't really know what to... Uh, I was trying to think of something off the top of my head. I didn't want to mm-hmm. like, look anything up. And I feel like one of the most common sayings when you're on tour is don't shit on the bus. Mm. I don't know if you've heard that before, but... Um, yeah, I mean, literally, you should not shit on the bus. Like, if you're on a tour bus, you will destroy the system and the bus driver will hate you. But... In general, like, don't shit on the bus. Like, don't do anything that is going to cause problems for other people and uh, cause any kind of disturbance to the tour. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> sure there's some uh, deeper meaning there, right? Like uh, starting drama when you don't need to or getting too drunk or, you know, those are all... Uh, yeah. Those are all forms of shitting on the bus. So yeah, kind of like shitting exactly. the bed, as that is yeah, an analogy as well. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to shit the bus. You don't want to shit the bed. No. It's just a lot of places where you don't want to shit, really. No. <laughs> you don't want to shit where you eat. <laughs> There's another one. Yeah, yeah. or where you yeah. sleep. Or where you on sleep. The bus. On the bus. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, I've got a quote here. Uh, that was a good one, though. I like that one. Okay. Um, very, very thought-provoking. Better get mine in before uh, we run out of intro music. The intro track is only so long. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll actually probably... Uh, I'll pause it. I'll pause the intro track because I have some, some serious wisdom here. Okay, okay. Uh, from the... Uh, the ever eloquent uh, Mr. Kyle Gass and Mr. Jack Black from Tenacious D uh, from the track called The Road. Evie, if you're ready for some oh, serious philosophy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. The road is fucking hard. The road is fucking tougher. <laughs> There's no question that's a. It is a rough, rough stuff. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Uh, This, of course, isn't the, uh, what did I call it? Road Warriors podcast. Uh, This is the Photography Friends podcast. The guest is real. Uh, Evelyn Maines. She goes by Evie. Uh, Evie, like heavy, like heavy metal. Like if you're (laughs) you're like a British guy, if you're like Lemmy, how he would say, what type of music do you play? And he would say, I play heavy metal yeah, my, my lemon impression isn't very good. I don't smoke enough cigarettes. Uh, anyways, uh, what are, yeah, what are we talking about today on the on the show? Um, I guess uh, tour life. I'm yeah. I am a tour photographer. I go around with bands and capture their their tours. Um, so yeah, let's chat about that. Well, we're gonna talk about <laughs> road life. We're gonna talk about uh, touring for photography, you know, real dedication to photography, traveling for photography. Uh, yeah. going going on tour, um, shitting in places that aren't the bus. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we can do any of that stuff, uh, we do need to thank our amazing sponsor for this episode. Like every episode uh, is CloudSpot, the easiest way for photographers to deliver and sell their photos online. Uh, right now, as a listener to this podcast, you can experience amazing features, beautiful galleries, 
uh, grandma proof image downloads, custom storefront for sales. You can get all of that by signing up for a free account and using the code friends at checkout for 20% off any monthly plan for the first year Evie. Imagine that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sounds wow. pretty good. Sounds pretty rad. You guys should check it out. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of uh, some of Evie's photos and some of her background because we talk about my photos enough and you guys are probably tired of hearing about it. Uh, before we do that, though, before we even get into Tales from the Road, uh, how do we know each other? Because I think that's kind of a fun story. <laughs> um. I shot Jared's wedding like oh. a month ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. Feels like a long time ago. I know. Doesn't it feels it? like yeah, it feels like, like a very long, long time ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, it's been a very busy summer, but mm -hmm. I yeah, I don't shoot weddings very often. I only take select clients <laughs> for weddings lucky. and very lucky. Yeah, it was a good one though. It's very easy breezy, fun to edit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good time. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll definitely tell you guys Evie's Instagram. We can probably tell you right now if she, she probably knows yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you mean like my handle? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's Evie, but with three V's, so it's E V V V I E dot M. Yeah. Um, you can go check know. that out. You won't see any wedding photos on no, there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make another account for that. Uh, but yeah. You can, you'd have to, they're not even on the uh, photo friends account. I can put some up there. I'll put them up there. There you go. <laughs> they're examples of your photography. I can put them there. There you go. That's perfect. Uh, and also I'll put up some stuff that's a lot more relevant to this episode, uh, which is of course, I just wanted to mention that obviously. And uh, yeah, I think it's kind of a cool story. And uh, I think it's uh, awesome that you shot the photos and you did a great job and it was yeah. super fun. I mean, obviously if I hated them, I would have invited you on the podcast. No, I'm just oh kidding. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm here to tell you. Well, that <laughs> yeah, you, we, we arranged this before I delivered. The yeah. Photos, oh, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, I was a little I was I don't know. The pressure was on mm -hmm. to make sure that they actually were good <laughs> so that I could come on the podcast after. Yeah. Always <laughs> better to uh, to put pressure on your photographers. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, always key. Uh, let's talk about the bands that you shoot for, though. We've got that wedding stuff out of the way. Weddings yeah. leave the room. Uh, tell me about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so for the last year, I've been uh, working directly with a couple different artists and mostly focused on touring. Uh, the two artists are Luna Lee and The Beaches, both are Toronto-based. They're both um, awesome. I love them. <laughs> which, one's, which one's better? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot answer. <laughs> um, no, I, they're very, very different. They have very different styles yeah. of music. They have pretty different fan bases, but they're both doing the types of music and the types of shows that I loved going to growing mm -hmm. up. And it's like what a, the area of music that I've always wanted to work in. So it's, I feel extremely lucky to be with both of them. They, both bands truly feel like family to me at this point. And yeah, we have we have some crazy stuff coming up in the next few months too, and I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to beat that. Like you're yeah. pretty much doing exactly what you want to do, right? Like shooting for the bands that you like and kind of living that lifestyle. So I'm sure yeah. that that is fun. I mean, obviously, like anything, I'm sure it's not all gl as glamorous as people uh, imagine. But yeah, yeah, no, I definitely. There's a lot of things that are have been very very difficult. Uh, 
to adjust to, but I think I, my main thing about uh, touring is that I just want to work in music. Like photography happened to be my way into music, mm -hmm. but the main thing is the music. And because of that, I've been able to like push through those hard things. I think if you try to do music photography for the photography, eventually you're going to burn out because there's just so much other stuff happening that is uh, hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's like other modes of photography or methods of photography that like are still fulfilling and fun and amazing, but don't require a lot of, uh, <laughs> yeah with a, with uh with a lot of the arts let's say there is that uh pain that comes with it right so you really do have to oh, yeah. love it to to go yeah. through it yeah absolutely so yeah let's talk a little bit in detail about that though in case i you know someone does want to get it if someone is crazy and does want to get into uh, the type of photography that you do because i'm sure it is a little bit challenging uh do you have any like stories of of hardships you know real real tales from the road as we were saying um I don't have anything too crazy. I think it's just in general. Yeah, you never got arrested at the border or any, anything uh, like that. Thankfully, knock on wood right now, but <laughs> that has not. Ta table's probably made of wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's hope so. Um, no, I haven't had anything like too wild happen, but just generally it's, it's the... Um, like sleeping that yeah, that yeah. ends up catching up with you very quickly like bet, yeah. you th my first tour we were in a van and then we were staying in hotels and uh i i don't know i mean i was i don't normally have too much trouble sleeping in different places but you are like you basically roll into a hotel at like midnight get into a bed with somebody else you're all like you're always sharing a bed yeah you sleep for a few hours wake up at like 7 a.m the next day drive however many hours to the next city, which might be six or seven hours, do your whole show, which is a physical, uh, a very physical thing in itself, and then go to the next hotel, check in at midnight, and then in repeat. And you do that for weeks and weeks and weeks straight, which eventually catches up with you. And I definitely, like by week three of my first tour, was the most exhausted and sleep deprived i think yeah. i've ever been it's got to be hard to wind down like in my personal experience go even going to concerts uh, especially if you're like working them or if you're like playing a, a concert i've done a little bit of that but nothing like too serious but it is yeah. it is very hard to wind down after and actually like want to go to sleep but you're still a human and you still need to get sleep right yeah I definitely have learned, like, I, I or developed the ability to sleep in the most obscure places <laughs> over the last year. Like, I, I basically had to just get over that because I, I had to sleep. So I now, like, the lights can be on, people can be screaming around me, and I will fall asleep because I need to. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, I did a bus tour after that first one in the van, and the bus was even, like, much harder honestly yeah uh the one we had was kind of a piece of shit and like shook <laughs> like crazy and was so loud and i like i think i got an average of two hours of sleep every night and i was out for like more than three weeks straight so yeah, by rough. the end of it i was like a zombie and like was out of my mind i don't yeah. know i was yeah so it's like it's it's already hard enough to like 
do photography every day for an extended period of time, but also you have no sleep and also you're the most physically exhausted you've ever been. So it's been it's been challenging sometimes to deal with that, but by the end of the tour when you get through it, it's also such a uh, feels like such an accomplishment. Yeah, it's rewarding, yeah. right? The challenging yeah. things are rewarding, I guess. That's why we kind of keep doing them, right? Like, I'm yeah. definitely a type of person that gets, like, if I'm not uh, doing new types of things and challenging myself in new ways, I do get kind of bored, right? So, yeah. but then I guess you'd be, you'd be careful what you wish for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from like bad stories, I don't know why I started with bad stories. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what yeah. are some really, what are some highlights? What are some really good things? I mean, uh, you know, about the road, the times that you slept really well, <laughs> never. <laughs> well, actually, one time. Got some no. good sleeps in. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, there's just there's so many. I think my favorite thing is the the relationships you form. It's, I I don't really know any other like profession or, or situation where you end up spending literally all of your time with the same few people mm-hmm. and from like you go from strangers to like closer than family in such a short period of time I, I had only met Luna uh, once or well I, I had met her a couple times we'd only hung out once before our first tour and then I we had our first show in Boston and that's that's when I met like the rest of the band and the tour manager for the first time, and then immediately hopped into a van with them for six weeks straight. And even by the end of the first week, we were like all so close with each other because we're spending every moment together. And you also form relationships with the other bands that you're working with. Like we were opening for Japanese Breakfast on that tour, yeah. and we by the end like could call them good friends and still remain friends with them. What is a Japanese breakfast? It's like an egg salad sushi. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a band. (laughs) You had had all that time to ask them. them. I've I've heard that it was like they just were picking, like they just had to pick a name and they just like, they just did that. And they like, there was no reason really behind it in any way, but. Yeah, it's mostly just two words. You need two words that sound good together. My band's called Acid Kitten. Why? Just cause, cause. (laughs) sounds good, right? Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden just sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. Technically it's like a a torture device that just like puts a bunch of pins through your body, but Whoa. it's metal though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was ever actually used. I think it's more of a t- intimidation thing. An Iron Maiden is like a coffin with a bunch of nails oh inside. God. They put them inside <laughs> and, and close it, but I don't think they ever actually used it. It was more mm. like, you better, uh, you know, do a good podcast or else you're going in there. So oh, you always do a good podcast. I like yeah. to put that type of pressure on myself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Yeah, a Japanese breakfast is a little uh, less harsh than that, but a little more chill than that, eh? Yeah. They're not not quite a cannibal corpse uh, type <laughs> of outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if someone did want to, I mean, this is going to be a selfish question for myself because I haven't really gotten to shoot many concerts, but I would totally, I mean, other than like on my phone or whatever, I haven't yeah. risked my camera to bring it into a concert, is what I should say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm only going to really do that if I get paid. So how, how would I uh, get into that type of shooting? Like, what are some of the steps? I mean, obviously you don't want too much competition, but not many, not that many <laughs> no, people I listen to the podcast. I, anyway, I, so. Concert <laughs> photography like is very there's a lot of people who like to gatekeep yeah because the industry is small but i i don't understand i've never understood why people are like that because especially right now the industry is blowing up like we there's more gigs than people so i and also any like it's so fun anyone can do it uh there's three main ways that you can start doing concert photography um the like easiest way the way that i got into it is by shooting for blogs or like news outlets of some kind usually these are unpaid uh but you get a ticket and a photo pass and you come into the show and you shoot your first three what songs about a beer Do you get a beer <laughs> not usually oh, you got a sweet talk yourself and yeah a beer, i guess um yeah, but you you get access to the show to shoot your first the first three songs of the set, and then you usually have to write like a little bit of a review. But that's, oh, that's cool. It's a good way for you, like if if you've never shot a concert before, to build your portfolio and have something to show, and also have ex- get experience working with publicists. And then if you like it, if you end up being good at it, then people might start to hire you, and you can go from there. Um, the other main ways are working directly for a band, um, mm-hmm. which again is is pretty difficult to do if you don't have portfolio already. Um, unless it's just like your friend's band. Yeah, unless it's unless it's somebody you already know. Your own band that might be tough to shoot your own band. <laughs> you set up like a, a tripod <laughs> with a timer yeah, or something. Yeah, the, the, the little button on the back of your guitar and you hit yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be very cool if someone could pull very, that very off. Intense. Um, and then the other main way is sometimes uh, you can find smaller bar venues that will let you just come in with a camera. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. It's kind of risky. Like It depends on the artist. Some artists will set a hard rule. Nobody can be let in with cameras. So even mm-hmm. if you go to a, a venue that might typically allow cameras, you might show up and they will check your bag and not let you in. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I definitely, I usually recommend the blog route to people. All it takes to start doing that is just reaching out sending a few emails i i sent um like iphone photos as my like portfolio when i was trying to get working with this one blog and that that got my foot in the door and i i shot for like i don't know maybe four months and was posting it or posting every show before bands started reaching out to me and being like, hey, I'm shooting this little gig. Could you come out and do it? Like my first few paid gigs were like pennies. Like I yeah. didn't really make any money, but I was so excited to make any kind of money. Um, and then it just kind of progressed from there. And, yeah. yeah, I think at the very start, like when you're trying to get into any new thing, you kind of, especially like more in that like strict art space, right? You do 
kind of have to be willing to do a little bit of free work. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little bit inescapable. Maybe it doesn't feel the best to you at first, but at least you're doing something fun, right? Yeah. Like if it yeah. was, yeah, I have to do free work and it's like a really boring shoot with someone that you don't like, then, you know, that kind of yeah. sucks. But yeah. there's perks, right? Getting to go to the concert for free. Uh, and I have found that like if I am shooting like and I, you've got your camera, you know, you maybe have like a baseball cap on or something. You just look official. Maybe you got a lanyard or whatever. People kind of just give you stuff. You'll be like, oh, you need a tequila shot. That's right. You actually do. <laughs> and I do shoot photos. The a lot true better, perks so. of working in concerts. Yeah. Free tequila shots. Free tequila shots. All the tequila <laughs> shots that you can drink. You might not be able to find any food, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tequila shots it's true. Are, uh, are readily available, right? Did you ever have to shoot any bands that you like didn't like and you were like man this i i keep i don't know why i keep going back to the negative things, no i like i'm I trying think to keep it balanced yeah you know? it's yeah. funny uh <laughs> no i definitely did do quite a few shows that i really didn't want to mm. like honestly that the reason i i even started doing this in the first place was just because i wanted to go to concerts for free yeah, 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 i yeah. i don't know i had that year um in 2018 when i when i started i had been going to a lot of shows in the spring and was mm -hmm. like, this is this is getting expensive. Like, how can I do this right. and not Even pay? Even if they are smaller shows, <laughs> yeah. that's like 40 bucks, 80 bucks. Like, exactly. you know, a lot of the shows I like going to, you know, it's like not not small bands, but not like the hugest yeah, bands. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, 70 bucks, yeah, but that, that adds, adds up, up if you're going every weekend, right? Yeah. For sure. And so my first few shows that I shot, I just like, I just wanted any show. I didn't care yeah. what it was. I didn't care who it was. I just wanted the experience. Uh, I, one of the first few artists I shot actually was Paramore, which is so oh, cool. Sick, that huh? was amazing. I had a great time at yeah, that. Knowing the but, little that I know about your taste in music, which yeah. we can get into a little bit more later, but I was, I, I, I would have been very surprised if you were like, and Paramore oh, God. the worst piece of garbage. No, no, that was so fun. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that experience. Paramore listens to the podcast. So <laughs> Hi, <careful>. Haley. <laughs> Um, they all sit around together around the <laughs> Bluetooth speaker. And stuff. Yeah, but no, I definitely in that same that same time I I took a bunch of shows that were just they sounded cool, but I didn't really enjoy yeah. the music particularly or or the shoot. Like one of those was Lady Antebellum, which actually I guess they're called Lady A now, but. It was like I was like, whoa, that's a big artist. Like I want to shoot that. Yeah. But it turned out like they had a pretty rough uh, contract. Like mm. you had to sign a contract saying that you couldn't, you couldn't post the photos on your personal oh. social media. They could only go on the news outlet. Yeah. So I couldn't even use the photos. It's a lot and of the, it was like it's a, a lot of the point of doing shoot, it. Yeah. And I didn't particularly enjoy the music. So oh. it was, I, I had a few of those in a row where I was like just taking them because I wanted the experience, mm -hmm. but. Once I had been doing it for about six months, I started to cut myself back a little and, yeah. and just take the things I actually wanted yeah. to do. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, we might as well get into the the gear side of things, you know, uh, just to make this podcast. Probably we could probably talk for another like what three four hours on gear. I think so. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I'm like I'm like the least <laughs> gearhead person. Are you? Ever. I thought I thought that I was, and then I had this guy uh, Michael Tenalia. He'll probably be listening to this episode, so I'm sure that he'll appreciate <laughs> the shout out. Uh, he's a gear guy. Like okay. I'm a gear guy, but he's like a gear guy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I try to keep it as uncomplicated as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like I, for, for me, it's like, it's more about the music than the photography. Like the photography just happened to be mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. You're so, like entry point into the music. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I like it's, I'm definitely, it's my passion, but um, I like, should, should I talk about what gear I have? Is That's that, what we're is doing. That what the yeah. goal is here? Okay. Break it down. Details. <laughs> gear. Let's so, go. Um, when I started shooting shows, I had a Canon T3i. <sighs> yep. Great low light. She's, <laughs> yeah, workhorse. Beautiful. Uh, no, it was it was really rough. I <laughs> I think I shot I shot that Paramore show on that camera okay, though, yeah. and those photos are still some of my favorites. Surprisingly. Yeah, no, I shot. I think I shot three shows on that camera before I realized, like, okay, I actually want to do this, and uh, this camera does not work for this. <laughs> so it's good for that grainy aesthetic, but uh, oh yeah. yeah, not much more than that. So I upgraded to a Canon 6D Mark II. Good camera, right yeah. off the bat, yeah. and it came with a kit lens, the mm-hmm. 24-105, which is not terrible. Um, Variable aperture. Though, yeah, it's yeah. like f four. Um, and that is still the the setup I use like oh, wow. most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I saw so I have several other lenses, but I just really I don't know that the the look of that lens has kind of become part of my style. And thankfully, the artists I work with are big enough and play big enough venues that it's bright enough that that's fine to yeah. have. Um, the aperture at four. Yeah, you don't need that like one point eight or yeah. whatever crazy apertures. Yeah. Yeah, I the other lenses I have are like a nifty fifty, like I don't know, very basic fifty yeah. millimeter lens that uh, I think it is one point eight, and then I have a thirty five or sorry, that one's Canon. Yeah. And then I have a Sigma thirty five millimeter. Yeah. That's the art one, series. Yeah, that's yeah. one point eight. That's like my. I feel like that's like my real lens. Like my, <laughs> if I like am working. It's I don't know. Lens. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. the one that I, I pull out when I'm actually doing something important. The expensive lens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And I, for for main gear. Yeah, that's. I'm actually surprised by that. I would have thought for, uh, you'd want a little bit more zoom, right? Like you're getting away with that 105. Yeah. Just fine, eh? Again, like I, I have the privilege of having all access usually yeah. when I'm shooting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, means yeah. that I can... I can go to the soundboard and get my wide shots, mm-hmm. but then if I want something closer, I can just go to the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so I, I don't really have a need for much more. I think eventually I would really like a seventy two hundred, but yeah, it's definitely it's a like, lot of I'm, money. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm making it work without it now. Yeah. So. And you also have to think practically, right? Like then you're moving that stupid thing around through the pit and and yeah. smacking people in the head with oh, it. Oh, definitely. Boom. I used to try and keep my gear on me when I was shooting. Like I would try to have like a little bag with me and have like one lens to swap with. Yeah. But then I just 
it became too much, like too complicated. So my setup now is is my camera with the twenty four one oh five. Yeah. I have a speed light, a pretty big speed light on Sick. it. And then I have a little like I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, <laughs> like a little bar that screws into the bottom that I can put a microphone on. Um like a cage kind of thing. Yeah, right? but it's like it's very it's even more minimal than an actual okay. cage. It's just like one piece. Okay, cool. And then I have my like video mic attached on the side of my camera. Oh yeah, and so you can shoot it. a little bit of video. Yeah, and I like that is my whole setup. I like use ninety percent of the time. I just yeah. run around with this <laughs> little, um, yeah, little setup, and I leave everything else in the green room. If I do choose to swap lenses during the set, which doesn't happen very often, I will just find a moment where the set takes a break or like it yeah. becomes less exciting and I will run back, do my swap, run back out. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely been on both sides of that argument in different times, like in terms of like how much gear you need to bring or whatever. Yeah. These days I tend to side on like the, the more minimal side, unless the client is like really specific about, Oh, we want like more, more lights or more this and more that, you know, like, yeah, I'd rather kind of obviously yeah. make my life easier, uh -huh. shoot with like a little bit more minimal stuff. But yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it does. If if it's maybe like the first time that I've shot with the client or whatever, and I'm not exactly sure what they want, then I can bring a little bit more. But it's not like you have the uh, the ability to just like, oh, I'm gonna put up all these bulbs and all these flashes oh, no. around and crap. Anyways, yeah. right? Like you kind of just have to be I'm running, like gunning. A, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. running loose through the <laughs> through yeah. the venue. And yeah, yeah, when I've uh when I've shot like concerts and stuff, I yeah. have I have been that person who's like uh just doing everything I can to possibly get shots, like bouncing the light off of certain things yeah. or just like leaned all up against the wall, like trying to get it. Like it's yeah, yeah it's a little <laughs> bit like shooting the real estate actually. It's surprising yeah. that there's a little bit of crossover there with like just the weird um what can you call it? Like photographer yoga. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. You have to do. <laughs> Definitely. Get myself in this corner here and you're like flick out your screen. That's where the flippy screen really comes <laughs> yep. in handy too, you know? Honestly, yeah. I, I think that's that. why yeah. I chose the 60 Mark II when I got it because yeah. I, I knew I'd be like reaching my hands above my head and need the little swivel screen. <laughs> yeah. But when you do upgrade, you're going obviously Sony, right? That's a different episode. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. <laughs> no, no Canon slander. <laughs> <laughs> no Canon slander. <laughs> funny i used to be the guy doing the sony slander but <laughs> now i'm on the dark side the yeah. the orange side of things yeah, yeah 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 but at least with uh with the canon ef you can still use the sigma lenses so that's good do you know yeah. what the new canon the rf uh mount you can't use any sigma they don't make them oh my god no i didn't know that, that. sucks eh? see i'm really convincing you now no. <laughs> Well, let me get you on that. Sony I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So if there if there was uh, like any, uh, is there anything like that you're kind of looking at, like in terms of buying gear in the next bit? Like maybe it's not an upgrading your body, but maybe it is um, like just getting some lenses or some lights, anything that's kind of on your wish list right now. Um, I definitely I think I would love to have something like super wide angle, like a 14 millimeter. Wow. Okay. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't found anything that's in the right price range yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am kind of anticipating that my camera will crap out very soon. Mm -hmm. You were saying, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Been, it's had I, a lot of exposures, right? She's she's done a lot for me. Mm -hmm. I would not blame her if she decided to die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm I'm kind of 
saving up for that. Yeah. Um, I, I did look at, well, actually, no, I did purchase a 2470, a Sigma 2470 okay. pretty recently. Yeah. But I shot one show on it and didn't like it hmm, okay, and fair. returned it. <laughs> oh, damn. I I don't know. I think, I don't know if it was just the specific lens. It was used, um, but it, yeah, everything just wasn't was super soft, and I wasn't focusing wow. fast enough, and there's a lot of things. So sounds like it was uh, not in the right shape. Twenty four yeah. to seventy, because that's what I have, and it's good. Yeah, two point eight. I really like it. Yeah, but, and yeah. I've I've used that. I've borrowed it from people before and liked it, but this particular one, for some reason, was not could working it, could well. It, could and it dropped it a couple times yeah. and messed up. The so then that just like discouraged me. I don't know. I was like, screw this. I'll just stick with what I have. And yeah. Um, Sometimes that used market can be tricky, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. But I don't know. I I will I will probably get one of those eventually. I think for the next few months I'm just going to stick with what I have though. <laughs> I built a lot. I like added a lot to my kit uh coming into this spring because I had a lot of touring this spring. Oh, I thought you were going to say coming into this podcast so that you could coming brag about it. Coming into this podcast, <laughs> I bought a ton of gear. I wanted to look cool. <laughs> No, I I like I bought my video mic and yeah. that little thing I mentioned. I bought um I have this like little kaleidoscope like lens filter. Oh, cool! Like a lot of like little things just to like add some pizzazz. Yeah, that's <laughs> to cool. my work. So yeah. yeah, sometimes it's about being a little bit more creative. It's not always about spending more. You know? Yeah, you can always spend more. Yes, definitely. As we were saying, uh, my my buddy Tristan upgraded and he got the right. uh, the R five five thousand dollars. You know that's enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I'm gonna need a a bonus check from both of my artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to buy that. Well, just t just tell them that uh, the photos are gonna look that much better, right? So yeah. That's why you need it. I promise it's worth it, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rent it once and then show them and then be like, yeah, that's actually. Now we need to get it. Yeah, have you found like, you know, obviously music in, in one respect and photography in another respect? I mean, people could probably just tell by the amount of like men who have guested on this podcast, right? If you just want to use this podcast as an example. We've had we've had some <laughs> girls on, but you know, um, have you found it like that it's been extra challenging or that you kind of maybe you feel like you've just had to work harder or there's some kind of unfair thing like in the music industry and photography industry as a woman is that kind of uh something that is affecting you or top of mind for you yeah definitely uh music industry specifically i like i don't think i'm exaggerating when i say you have to work twice as hard when you're mm -hmm. a woman um i am very i feel very lucky to work with two artists that are are women and like both bands are women um and i've felt very like comfortable and happy and respected by both of them but definitely along the way i've encountered a lot of uh i don't know questionable people yeah <laughs> um particularly security mm -hmm. uh i 
I don't know if you're familiar with the music industry, you've probably heard of stuff like this before where um, a lot of security will assume that you're just a fan, especially yeah. if you're like if you're a woman and you're a younger woman. And then uh, especially if you wear like fun colors or um, mm -hmm. if you're a photographer, like you're carrying around this camera, it looks like you're just trying to like take pictures of the show. Like people or security specifically will assume that you're not meant to be there mm -hmm. you're just or, not getting like that uh, that uh, assumption of respect up front and yeah. yeah on my very first tour uh almost every night i would have an issue with security where wow. i would be in the venue and the band loaded in i would be working like i i would also help with merch so i'd be like over at the merch table i'd be on stage helping them set up i'd be like the security would have seen me working, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then the show starts and I leave backstage and I go and shoot. And you um, think you'd be pretty recognizable with like the camera and everything. Well, right? and yeah. and I had a lanyard, like or a laminate. Sorry, yeah. like I have the official like tour, like both, accreditation. Laminate, and, lanyard. Yeah, so I would I would go out into the crowd. I would take some photos and then I would make my way back to the stage. And security wouldn't let me backstage. They would like bar me and be like, no, no, no. And I'm like showing them my laminate and I'm like, I have all access. I'm on the tour. I work for the artist. I don't know what else to show you. The Our tour manager was also doing um, sound. So they couldn't leave where they were to come and like talk to security and let me in. So yeah. I, was, I was the only person during the set on the ground. So I didn't have anyone to call to like help me get back in. And there were several times that I basically was like not allowed backstage during my artist set because they just didn't believe me. Mm, that's really not. And yeah. yeah. And then like there was one particular time that uh, was really frustrating where that happened. I had been it was at a festival and I had been there all day. Same thing, like had been on stage, had been working with the artist. Security saw me. And then my artist actually went on stage and I went to go into the pit, um, like in between the stage and the barricade and security stopped me and was like, show me your, your uh, pass. And I showed mm -hmm. them and they were like, I like, they just didn't believe me that it was real, even though it was the official <laughs> festival pass. And meanwhile, like three different men like flashed their pass and like walked right past me right mm, into the pit yeah. and he didn't question them and they were like not working for the festival they were not working for an artist they were just media yeah. but he like believed that they were legit and not me even though i had been there all day and i ended up having to like leave my the stage and go and find like a head of security who i think i had spoken to earlier and get him to come and inform the other security guards that i was working for the artist and was allowed and it was just it was so silly yeah um, that sucks heavy yeah, yeah, and I don't know really what the solution is. I guess you just keep fighting until. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I actually I ended up after that festival. I I started going to the security meetings before yeah. the show started. Okay, and like looking around at everyone, I'm like, I work for this artist. <laughs> I'm allowed to do this, <laughs> and that that did help a lot. Yeah. Um, I still encounter it every once in a while. It's yeah, I don't know. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah, I don't know how else you can say I'm the photographer. That I'm <laughs> like, I have a camera. I have a lanyard. You know, yeah. that thing. But yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been tough. But I think like I I try to like come back or yeah. fight it a bit myself by every chance I get 
I hire more women. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like I've it's a good way to do it. I also do merch managing for sev- like both of those artists. So if they ever need help with merch, I always yeah. I always get Here, I'll, I'll, on board. I'll do my part. I'm handing the podcast over <laughs> okay, to you. So Evie's the my, host of the <laughs> podcast, podcast now. now. Are no. you sure you want this? You got to do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's anyway. That's it's been a bit tough, but we are powering yeah. through <laughs> yeah it's the uh, the old the old uh adage right of uh what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i suppose so yeah. uh and uh, to yeah i guess it is security is kind of being dicks um i've i've found that at concerts sometimes that the like not that their job isn't hard it obviously is and it's a physical job and they are kind of in danger in some ways but like i feel like a lot of the time what the band wants and what the security wants those can become two very different things definitely yeah security can be like pretty overbearing sometimes oh yeah Yeah. it's i think it's not uncommon for uh security guards at venues to just kind of be on a bit of a power trip and (laughs) yeah for (laughs) Um, sure for sure yeah unfortunately but but these days, these days, uh, ever since they legalize weed, there's a lot more weed smoking in the venue, and then that calms <laughs> the security guards it's down. It's just more chill, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Generally, uh, a more chill vibe. Uh, yeah, we're we got pretty much a podcast here, Evie. Look at that, forty six minutes. I'd say that's Ooh. a podcast. What do you think? Anything else that you uh, that you desperately need to get on the podcast record uh, before we uh, drop our our social media <laughs> bullshits and get out of here. I don't know. Any last words? Hmm. You can come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do that. <laughs> no, we'll no. come back. We'll come talk yeah. about something else. We'll come talk yeah. about your new Sony once you get one. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you guys uh, for listening to the uh, Photography Friends podcast. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you really uh, loved Evie, uh, everything that she had to say, if you want to check out some of her cool concert photos and other cool stuff, uh, where can people find you on, on the internet? Uh, my Instagram is at EVVV, that's three Vs, mm-hmm. <laughs> I-E dot M. Yeah. Um, that's where most of my work gets shared. I do have a website, but... I was just, out of date. I was just telling Jared I haven't updated it in like yeah, a year. Okay. I do plan on doing it yeah. soon. That's <laughs> um, the photographer's confession. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, so much work. Mm-hmm. They need to make a, a better way to do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need an intern or something like yeah. that. If you guys want to intern for Evie, you guys can reach <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, that's that's the best way to reach me is Instagram. Sweet. Um, I'm the same, same handle on TikTok. I'm not great on TikTok, but there is stuff there if you're curious. (laughs) There is stuff. That's good. Uh, If you want to check out this podcast on Instagram, we're not on TikTok at all. Didn't even. Got to get on that. Got to get on (laughs) But uh, we are on Instagram. We're doing some reels over there, some fun stuff. Uh, Definitely going to share some of Evie's photos over there. Uh, Photo underscore friends underscore pod other than that like i just want to tell you guys to tell your friends about the podcast it's probably the best way that you can spread it chances are if you're a photographer you have some uh friends who are also photographers because there's really no one else who wants to talk to you at a certain point <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, don't forget to follow this podcast, uh, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts because it comes out every week. It's going to be uh, coming out every single Monday. Never miss a week, never will. Uh, and that's the guarantee. No, I'm just kidding. We can take time off and, and <laughs> mental health and stuff. The only other thing I want to tell you guys is to go check out our sponsor, CloudSpot. And other than that, thanks again, Evie. We'll have you back on the show and uh, have an awesome week, everybody. Oh, I forgot. But that's not how I end the show. We end the show with something random. Evie, uh, you got to say something random. So, something random? Yeah, I'll just go with like a countdown, like three, oh, no. two, one. I Something random. Uh, uh, <laughs> crocodiles. <laughs> crocodiles. That's all I got. I don't know. That's what came to mind, okay? okay. <laughs>